Hello, and welcome to the show where we cast our favourite books into film. I'm Roxanne. I'm Flo. And I'm Rachel. And this is Typecast, brought to you by Rare Birds Books. This week, we're discussing Bridgerton, season two. Woo! Just want to say I almost had that perfect but Rach was looking at me like a proud mom because I was doing no, it's, so well because I made me laugh. got confused if I was supposed to go say my name second or Flo was yeah me and Rachel were actually having a moment and yeah we were we were, we were we were being like <laughs> we were doing thumbs up to yeah. each other I wasn't looking like you like a proud ah, mom at all okay well that's both disappointing and relieving okay we're talking about Bridgerton season two guys how we had to do another episode because we did the first one for the first season we thought and now we're trapped did the the people want I mean (laughs) we binged it anyway so we need to put all that time to some good use um just to quickly reiterate for people who don't know Bridgerton was based on a series of books eight books in total by Julia Quinn, who's um, a really famous romance writer. And season two in particular is based on her second book in the series called The Viscount Who Loved Me, which is Anthony's story. Um, And I'll just kick off with a quick synopsis of that book for people who don't know. Anthony Bridgerton is done sowing his wild oats. He's a Viscount, don't you know? And he's got to produce a bloody heir. It's well past time he married. But he's not going to bother with the whole falling in love thing. Not when there's perfectly good wife material in the shape of Edwina Sheffield, the diamond of the season. The only obstacle is his intended's older sister, Kate, who only wants the best for Edwina and not the kind of loveless partnership Anthony is promising. They take an instant dislike to one another. Anthony thinks Kate is the most meddlesome woman in London. And Kate thinks Anthony is nothing more than a cold-hearted rake. Trouble is, every time they butt heads, they kind of want to butt other stuff too. As Anthony's plans to marry Edwina proceed, the stakes grow higher when it becomes obvious that these two enemies may just have feelings for one another. Now, quick question. Anthony or Anthony? Anthony. 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 Shit, should I just do that again? No. No. Okay. <laughs> so when so you Anthony. said they, they wanted to, every time they butt heads, they kind of want to butt other stuff. Do you, are you talking about their butts? Yeah. Like they want to butt, butt butts. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I feel like second seasons usually are stronger than first seasons but this really split people um and I was I was reading a bit about it in prep for the episode but the sort of general consensus that I could see was that like fans of the book didn't love it but like general fans of the show loved it more apart from the lack of sex and yeah I mean this this whole thing surprised me so what did you guys think of it? I well, it's true that season two I felt like was a huge departure both from season one and from the books. Like it's mm. like it's just it's just going in a completely different direction of both things because it was the series was like a lot more self serious than season one, yeah. which was more in the spirit I think of the books where it was like a little bit campier and sillier and funner, and then they had some serious moments that like last time around we were like oh totally this is a bit weird and it's like this time around it was just a lot more serious Mm -hmm. and it was a lot further from the books because it was it took itself a lot more seriously and really Mm -hmm. heightened the drama the drama in the book is like really not as it's not as like the whole love triangle thing is not really as much of a no it's it's not an issue in 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 the book edwina 
is, you know, is the objective like Anthony's like mission to marry, but Edwina doesn't love him at all. And uh, he's, he's just like, oh, I just need to tick this box, you know. So And Kate and Anthony get married really quickly in the second book. Yeah. Like it's like that whole, what takes up most of the season on the TV show is like the first few chapters oh, really? of the book. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like in the in the book, what happens is like he decides he's going to marry Edwina. Kate is like, no, hate this guy. They keep bumping into each other. First of all, it's not any like they don't do like heavy breathing at each other for six <laughs> months. They, <laughs> they immediately snog in the library. Yeah. Did anyone watch it with a subtitle? By the way, <laughs> no. I, I mean, I, not so that I could like enjoy those moments specifically. I just had them on, and there was just like Kate <sighs> exhales. <laughs> inhales romantic music (laughs) so yeah in the in the book they are like are always kind of getting caught out together and the whole bee sting thing yeah is again i feel like handled with a much lighter touch but basically it's like that she gets stung by a bee and he sort of freaks out because he's like we have to get the venom out yeah yeah (laughs) that old line suck it out of her chest And is caught in the garden by his mother and her mother. And they're like, well, you two have to get married now. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck's oh, really? sake. Yeah. And then yeah. so they just really okay. quickly get married. And, and Anthony's like, well, good. This is fine. I've got a wife. Yeah. She'll do. Um, but I'm not falling in love. So I'm gonna just going to hang out at my members club like all day, every day. Yeah. And not oh, go home and see her. Done it I know. Way. Honestly, like uh, the, the thing that I consistently come back to, and, and, and I really don't believe in that idea of like if, if a book is adapted, it has to be exactly like the same on TV or on film. <laughs> Actually, like I think that's a bad idea because they're two very different mediums. And it's like if you can stay faithful to the spirit of the book, that's fine. But like, again, it's just like like what makes what made Julia Quinn huge is because she's funny and I, I feel like yeah. they keep sort of st- like not embracing that yeah. part of the storylines with the rom- romantic leads and, and it's you have all the pity. ingredients there for the comedy as well but I will say like I think the chemistry between the two leads this season was like like really good I, yeah I, I, and much honestly, better than the first season yeah I yeah. loved I really loved Kate and Anthony I liked Anthony's character so much better and like Johnny Bailey just yeah give, he's that, give that man an Oscar <laughs> oh, for like honestly. his like his looks and like his facial expressions yeah he's so good at looking sort of pained yeah. and horny <laughs> it's just actually and disapproving George, yeah. all at the same oh, time we, we were chatting that he has chemistry with literally everyone on screen including his own <laughs> sister and yeah. it's quite disturbing but it's just like he's just popping off chemistry with everyone <laughs> I, I actually I think it's a talking point should be that there is some disturbing chemistry between the siblings <laughs> and not just and the John, Johnny Bailey. Actually, and Anthony and his mum as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Benedict and Eloise. I mean, They're, it's just like, oh my God. They I, make a great couple. I spy a love connection between these two <laughs> actors, for sure. It's in real life, Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. I've thrown my hands up. Yeah. You can see them up in the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, but I think, you know, to me, the season was really good and disappointing all at the same time I actually agree with that there's aspects of it that I really really loved and thought were better yeah and then there's other bits that I was just kind of like oh wish they would have as they're taking it very seriously but I actually have a theory that part of the reason why series two had was so serious and why they kind of went like made some of the decisions they made is because I really feel like they're building up to make again Penelope's Lady Whistledown 
like a major major drama that again yeah. it's not it's a not, major it's drama, not a show. major drama no, in the it's series really it's only affects penelope i mean so like let's talk about what they did right first before we get into the nitty-gritty stuff i mean for me like yeah the chemistry between the two leads like you know was off the charts i thought it was really sexy mm-hmm. i thought like all the looks and actually the filming of the almost kisses even though they drove me insane by like the fifth one i was like kiss <laughs> so many yeah. hours. there was two there was two you know what but yeah <laughs> There was too many. That's the thing. And it's like, the more they did it, the more it sort of robbed it of its tension. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's like, that was just going... Like, it's like, if they had done that once or twice, yeah. you would have been really like, oh my God. But, but the filming of it, yeah. that really close up, like, I thought, oh, that is just amazing filming. Because that is what it's like when you're about to kiss someone that's sort of like, you can't even really see their face, yeah. can you? And I just thought that was just so well done and really sexy and like the looks that they were giving yeah. each other. And, like, the little moments, like, I think she, like, she's, like, when she's hunting and she, like, you know, hitches up her skirt to go over, like, go over something. And like thigh. Yeah. Shiny thigh. And he, like, his eyes just zero in on it. And I was like, like, yeah, it's a nice moment. Like, little things like that I thought they did really well. Um, And, you know, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I thought the story was, their love story was sort of more interesting. So that was the bit I liked the best. Yeah. I, also, I can't think of much else that there, I really liked in the season. I think also there <laughs> – we'll get into what we hated in a minute. There – like, even though it was more dramatic, the the tension was more, I don't know, sort of believable than between the Duke and – what's her name? Daphne. Daphne. Yeah. Daphne. Like, the Duke and Daphne's drama was kind of stupid. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was, I don't even really it remember was, that whole It was kind on. of like a non-problem. Like, he's like, oh, I yeah. need to marry. I'm in love with you, but I don't want to marry you. And then I they get married. And then, and then he's yeah. like, but I don't want to have children. And she has to, like, learn basic what? biology. <laughs> <laughs> Good euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was kind of dumb, at least in series two. Like, what is keeping Kate and Anthony apart is kind of legitimate in the sense that they realize you know pretty quickly after he's engaged that like he they are in love but it's like as lady danbury sort of says to kate like it's like this is gonna ruin yeah. you and everyone around you if you go down this road like you're just gonna sort of nuke us all yeah you know yeah yeah i mean it makes it makes sense if he's engaged to a sister that's that's a, a decent obstacle to have to overcome um, well and, and even like the queen's involvement yeah, and the yeah. fact that like lady whistledown is like ribbing the queen and so the queen's like this wedding is going to go off like i'm in charge here mm. you know it, it kind of like adds a bunch of layers as to why they won't just call off this wedding and be like ah oh, yeah misunderstanding having not read the book as coming into it it did it felt all very high stakes you know it got to a certain point and I was like okay how are they gonna like untangle this because I'm, I'm getting kind of stressed here yeah, I don't want, I don't this. want the relationship between the sisters to be ruined well, like, this, I don't really want to see all this this, anguish this actually like is a good segue to jump into what we didn't like because you know again I mean I am a fan of the book so I I, I much preferred it that there's this sort of almost fake drama going on. Like Edwina's not that invested and and it's more like Anthony and Kate are just standing in their own way. And I actually think that's like, I always love love stories like that because I actually think that's far more realistic. People always stand in their own way. And, you know, Kate's like, I can't, you you know, you, you want to marry my sister and like, you know, but you're a rake and that can't be. And he's like, you know, I need to marry 
the right woman or whatever. But and then Edwina's off and she's like in love. <laughs> she's basically in love with someone else, and she's like, "You two are just fighting yeah. off in a corner." Like, and I, I, I agree. I don't like it when sisters are like butting head. Like, I just didn't like that storyline yeah. particularly. It's a, it's a pretty serious betrayal. Yeah. By yeah. the end, you know what I mean? Like, it, that is enough to sort of ruin a very close relationship between those sisters, kind yeah. of for. No, there was no need for it. You know, and did no it have reason. to go so far? Did it have to be like on the day of the wedding? Like, again, I, I felt very stressed and actually I didn't really enjoy that wedding episode at all. I just no. found it stressful mm. and quite slow. And, and the kiss was... Oh, <laughs> they flubbed the kiss. After flubbed all those kiss. flubbed a lot of kissing, things. you didn't even see it. They moved away. You don't even see their yeah. lips touch. And I was like, what? I think I threw something. I was like, this, <laughs> and I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, why are they running towards each other? And then you just hear like the thunk of their mics as they get <laughs> together. And I'm just like, but you don't actually see their lips get like me. And I was just like. I'm sorry, how, how, like, there's so much, like, tension on screen that should have been a slam dunk, like. All showrunners of, like, romances should be forced to study the kiss from New Girl. Oh, my God, the best screen kiss in You need to just recreate that. Yeah. And you're good to That's what you're going for. Oh, my God. What an unexpected joy Mm. that kiss was. Yeah. (laughs) What a gift to the world. Yeah. Yeah, They really committed to that. Mm -hmm. They really flubbed the kiss and. Actually, like, shall, shall we talk about the the sex? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it is it's horrible. <laughs> it did. And I remember in season one there was episode sex, episode yeah. six, <laughs> just tons of you know, lots of like his bum and things like yeah. that. Good fun, yeah. just good fun. Not really anything like that. It was all again, very like again very high stakes. The, sex, yeah, it? the sex in season one was like a lot more playful, really, yeah. and more positive yeah. as well. Like it was for the most part like a really nice thing for Daphne when like they got married and they started having sex and stuff. Yeah. Whereas like this sex scene, first of all, it's like really fraught because they sort of shouldn't be doing it. And he's like ruining her honor. They don't like make any of that clear anyway. And also, it's like filmed in the like the most awkward, <laughs> yeah. unsexy, weirdest way. Where it's <laughs> just like to- it's just like cut to elbow, cut to leg, yeah. cut to facial expression. Like, cut did to- it not kind of seem like a Channel Five like late night movie? Like it suddenly turned into like and everything got like a little bit. Yeah, it was like a dreamy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? Also, it just made me. Maybe this is just me, but. Made me anxious that they were outside. Oh my god, totally. I was was like, someone's gonna come and see them. Yeah, I I thought it was like they were gonna get busted. They need like a locked cupboard or something if you're gonna have a clandestine trip. And also, I didn't really like the sex scene was kind of unearned as well. Like, it's like it didn't really happen at the wrong time. It happened at a weird time and it happened. And it's like, I just can't believe that after all those two have gone through. That's the moment where they're like, when he's like, shouldn't we just do something for ourselves? It's like, no, no. that's the exact opposite <laughs> no. of your attitude. I but she, think- don't forget, she was punished instantly for having sex by falling off a horse. Yes, yeah. by nearly being killed. And that is what will happen to you, listener, if you <laughs> have sex in a pagoda. Lose your virtue, lose your head. <laughs> But see, this is the thing. I mean, if you're going to raise the stakes, why wouldn't they make them have sex before the wedding? Like that to me seems like an obvious choice in terms of like, you know, oh, she's going she's gonna to go back to India. They've done this thing. She feels like she's betrayed. Like if you're going to go that far and make it like so like high stakes with like Edwina being in love with him and all this sort of stuff, then I think make it high stakes. I honestly mm-hmm. think I wish they would have stuck a little bit closer to the original storyline. And it's like if they had – gone down the lines they were going and had that same scene in the garden where they're having a big argument because I think Edwina and Anthony are already engaged at that Mm. point aren't they 
and it's like she gets stung by the bee and he freaks out mm. and they're kind of having this moment where she's like why are you having like a huge panic attack yeah. in the garden all of a sudden and they sort of get caught or whatever like by someone yeah. like you know like lady featherington or some somebody yeah. sort of malicious which forces their hand and then it's like he's got to break the engagement to his sister to or to edwina to sort of prevent the scandal him and kate have to get married really yeah. quickly and they're really really angry at each other because he wanted to marry the sister she wanted him to marry her sister she's angry at herself because she's broken her sister's heart her sister's fallen out with them and they're just married and alone in the house yeah. and they have to kind of get to grips with everything and, they've done and it would have been so good if it's like then it's like they've had like a couple of like romantic trysts leading up to it but it's like you know you know, like the the bee incident. But then if they start that marriage, like at absolute like odds. Yeah, at odds. It would have just yeah. been it would have been such a, a good and kind of sexy story. And it was just yeah, like, like they both deserved each more other. sex. They're together. They can be together, but they're just their pride yeah. is getting in the way. Yeah, and they're very yeah. angry at each other and they and they can't you know, they won't be happy until they can untangle some of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, but I wonder if they felt like in because that sort of happens in season one where they get married part of the way through and they still have to work through stuff after they're married, and they wonder if they felt they had to depart from that. But then I, I still think even if they didn't get them married early, they could have like ratcheted up the tent, like that. You know, they could have had a couple of kisses. Things could have gotten hot yeah. and heavy before the pagoda scene. <laughs> love under the oh, so you know a bit a bit disappointed by the life of it and it surprised me because so much of what made bridgerton such a sensation first time around was like women were like oh my god like look at all this sex on screen and it's like you know set in like an austin like world yeah. like and what do we of think of that. what did we think of her regency underwear what was silky shorts <laughs> silky shorts what was the bra was the balcony yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i actually i kind of appreciated that this year for bridgerton they or for the next series they kind of like fixed all the things that people didn't really like about the first one which was like they were like kind of like halfway true to regency mm. like styles and hairstyles and dresses and it's like by season two they were like ah oh, fuck it like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's old here's the manners of society it but, takes place yeah. in an alternate reality yeah. i think uh, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> because it's like in the first season you know they had like the taylor swift violin music yeah. like it's like you know it was already very modern so just go all the way in this series they kind of i feel like they just like dropped their last scruples and they were like fine you can have a real bra and but that, here's but a that's, nicer but that's wig what's weird and, about it is yeah. that it's so modern in some aspects and then it's still like oh you were you were in the same room as that man for 30 seconds and therefore you must marry yeah you know i it just it's, it's kind of a bit jarring mm-hmm. that contrast i have actually thought of something else i did quite like in this series <laughs> and that was like um what's her name featherington yeah polly crosby she's great oh she's and i actually kind of dug her like weird little she's like a romantic storyline with that guy who's like at first you're like who's this sort of long michael Sarah guy and then (laughs) and then i thought it was kind of like a nice twist that he actually is into her yeah oh no i i i I honestly thought that was one of my favorite side storylines because this season i didn't like hardly any of the side stories bridgerton's chris jenner yeah, I mean, she's, <laughs> <laughs> she's just so great. Like, that is she, so true. She's just she has so much presence on she's screen. She's just like I'm I love her. After so my much. daughters, we're gonna be big. Yeah. yeah, she's also like the Cersei. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's kind of that character in Rome. Have you ever seen her in in Rome? She plays Atia. 
And she, ta- would you, would you say that she's I call for justice. <laughs> Do you not remember that? Is that just me? No, yeah, nobody remembers that. <laughs> so she's typecast then. Typecast, yeah. And she's also a little bit like um, Julie Cooper from the OC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because they've both got red hair. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we, we, I mean, again, like the other characters. Julie I Cooper mean, walked, so Featherington could A hundred percent. I want to hear some love for Julie Cooper in here. <laughs> um, but that was the other thing that I was sort of surprised by in this season is that I didn't feel like there was much development for Eloise or Penelope. I felt like I was just watching their storylines again. Yeah, and Penelope sucks, actually. She's kind of a bad person. And a bad person. She's, like, yeah. bo- she's also kind of boring and weak. And yeah. I'm just like, give give Nicola Coughlin something good to do because she really sucks, actually, that character. <laughs> I, know, I know. And it's just like, I, I think... I think by bringing her storyline forward and more to the, you know, because, you know, Penelope was also a fan favorite because you know that she's like the wallflower and she's been in love with Colin for like mm-hmm. years and all this sort of stuff. I mean, it's exciting in the sense that it's like, I really do feel like they're teeing up Penelope to kind of be the star of this series because it's like so much revolves around her and is building up to her. But again, where they're veering away from the books is like, it's becoming a much more serious thing. And I was actually thinking yeah. at the end of series two, like, it's this is going to be really really difficult to resolve mm. now the way they've set it up because basically they've set her at loggerheads with the queen which is like in my mind almost it's almost too much yeah like it's like you you she's going after like the queen of england yeah who's I think it's just, she's gonna go to like the tower of london yeah like it's like when <laughs> when when the queen fight, it's not gonna be like oh you like <laughs> It's like that's she gives a speech on the block just before her head's chopped off. She's like, you know, she's <laughs> slagging off the queen in print, which is it's pretty edgy for the time and mm. is not really a feature of the books at all. She's already fallen out with her best friend. And in a way that it's like uh, you can see why Eloise would be like, I don't want to talk to you again. And like it's like, how are those two going to forgive each other? Because if I were in Eloise's shoes, I probably wouldn't. Like that would be me done with. She's done her. some really morally great things. I mean, yeah, she she, she like she like screwed over Marina. I, obviously, Marina wasn't doing the best thing by trying to marry Colin yeah. when she was pregnant. But she like she she sort of exposes Marina, who's a friend of yeah. hers, and then in this really public way. And then she and then she like trashes Eloise as saying that it's to protect her but really it's to protect herself yeah. and it's like that's fine but then don't don't keep and making Penelope like characterizing her as the sweetheart just make her what she is which yeah. is like she's an ambitious woman that wants to get ahead and yeah. she'll do she'll do what she needs to and she's mm-hmm. actually a lot like her mother in that way and it's like draw those comparisons yeah. and also it's just like the Colin's going to have a lot to forgive her for when he finally finds out, which is not, again, in the in the book series. It's more like Colin's annoyed because he keeps being featured over and over again. Yeah. And he's like, why is Lady Whistledown writing about me again? And, we're like, and it's like every week it's like, oh, and Colin was at the ball. Like, what's he wearing? And he's like, fuck's sake, like, leave me alone. But it's like, you know. Looking like Michael McIntyre. Yeah. <laughs> He's still kind of hung up on Marina. Like, that was like a made, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that was not a small plot point for him. That was like a major betrayal. He had to go on a tour of Greece yeah. to sort of get Came over back it. With and, he and, stubble. Yeah. and he didn't really get over it. No, he, he didn't. visits her in that very extremely cringy. It's like he's not, scene. he's not, that's not going to just roll off his back when he finds out that like yeah. Penelope is like the source of so much drama in his life and in his family's life. Because it's yeah. like, that's the thing is like the Bridgertons are like, 
Penelope's target a lot of the time. Like she's she's they've either got to just like make her the all out and out villain. Well, I feel like that, that must or... be the direction they're going for the next season because, like, you know, the season two ends with her kind of like taking up her quill once again. <laughs> And this, this is going to be like, nah, I don't give a shit next yeah. season. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. I'd like to see that. It'd be way more interesting because she's just a, she's a big dull dud. Yeah. And thank God Eloise knows who she is now because I could not take another season oh my of God. Eloise <laughs> being like, Lady Whistletown, who could she be? And I'm going like, to put my hands on my hips and sort of do this. I don't understand too because she was so charming in season one, but I honestly think it was because it was the exact same storyline. And I was like, I've seen yeah. this. I've yeah. seen this. One thing though that's really interesting um, that – I reckon we should touch on is the the casting of the Sharma sisters because that had such a massive impact because here, you know, two beautiful dark-skinned South Asian women who were the leads in the series and, I mean, the internet exploded and it was so interesting seeing the the reactions because it's true, like, our culture does not in any way um, celebrate like dark-skinned women they just we just don't you know so it was there was so many think pieces born of course from this um and ones that like really stood out to me was uh Bell said that she cried when she saw that two like dark-skinned women were cast which really touched me and then there was this uh there's this tiktok uh influencer i follow called bootleg megs who got really emotional talking about it and she was she was basically saying that um you know Darkness is seen as unattractive where she grew up, and and it's takes us. It's taking her a long time to sort of unlearn that. Um, and she got really tearful, and she's she's a comic sort of mm-hmm. TikTok influencer. Yeah. I was like tearing up as I was watching. Aww. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and then uh, the author Cindy Regisaker, and she who she wrote a, a love letter to the Sharma sisters, and she was like, okay, yeah, like Bridgerton doesn't address like racism or colonialism, but hot damn, it's nice to see. <laughs> yeah, and it's, some women. Yeah. As- it's These not even just leads. the fact that they cast those actresses. It's that they like they didn't do them dirty. Yeah, you know, they dressed them beautifully. They looked like stunning in every like single were, scene. They were the hottest. The hair, the, the makeup, girls in the, the dresses. Series, yeah. Like they lit them perfectly. Yeah. Like for their skin tones and everything. Like it's just they. It was just like they. They just looked great. They yeah. linger on how beautiful these women are. But on top of that, they don't I, – I didn't feel they objectified them in any way. Yeah. They, it was really just like he had the hearts for them and it was just, you know, it was just that that was it. I, and, I, you know, I think that is one of the things that, like, Bridgerton is really clearly aiming to address and, to you know, Shonda Rhimes is trying to do is to have really good representation in the series and make it like a really positive, wonderful, joyful, mm-hmm. special experience for everybody, for the viewers and for the actor, you know, everyone involved in it. And that's really nice to see. It adds it, a lot to the show. Yeah. It and does. even if they don't get all, I mean, they, they, they obviously <laughs> don't make <yeah>. terrible <laughs> questionable yeah. choices, but, and, and, you know, not just generally, but in, you know, how they depict race and colonialism, mm. which they sort of don't and all those, all those errors, I guess. But, um, it just shows you that it's still just important. The visibility mm-hmm. is important. Just yeah. to have those actresses in those roles really makes a difference. Well, so then are we looking forward to season three? I'm a bit worried about Benedict. Yeah, Next this book. is Benedict's book. So Cinderella, guys. Yeah, it's, it's basically, basically it's basically a Cinderella retelling, which I can't see how they're going to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It could go either way. It could be that because the book isn't my favorite, it'll be a good season because they'll really go off piste yeah. or it'll be. Well, yeah, that's that's the good thing about it being not a very good book is that you can there's more license. So to improve the thing it. is, is that will 
the next series actually be his series? Because they don't really confirm that. Like at the end of the first series, the final like closing shots are like Anthony's like, it's time for me to find a wife. And it's like they very clearly signal mm-hmm. like we're done with Daphne and Simon. We're moving on. We're turning the page. And next season belongs to Anthony. They don't really do that in the no. same way as that. And it's like if they do it, if anything, they do it with Penelope because Penelope is the mm-hmm. kind of closing shot where she's like, my pen, I've sharpened my pen. And now I'm letting her. To be honest, I kind of hope they do Penelope next because I I, I can't take another full being secretive about Whistledown. And I think their storyline is is petering out. Like I can feel it. Yeah, they're going to have to change it up. Yeah, because also it's like they've they've heavily kind of teed up Colin and like Colin so like actively being like, Pen, do you want to dance? Like I really appreciate you, Pen. You're my you're my friend and like you know what I mean it's like he's starting he's starting on his journey towards realizing that he loves Penelope and Eloise has found out about Lady Whistledown like she's not going to keep that under wraps for another series you know nothing's going to explain the fact that they have just not become friends like that's can that live in the background and also it's like Benedict I mean he's not even at a crossroads at this stage is he to be honest I think they actually should move away from doing one sibling per yeah. season. I think do two, two at once. <laughs> do a few of them at the yeah. time. There's a lot of siblings. Like I feel like run a couple of like like storylines concurrently and then that would be nice because then when you're cutting away and all like, oh, not this again. Oh, it's the <laughs> investigative story. You're like, ooh, well, the other love story I'm interested in. And they probably will in the sense that Simone Ashley and Jonathan Bailey, I as far as I know, are staying on. More sex scenes three. with those two, please. It's, so it's not going to be oh, like Reggie being like, "I'm gone." <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, I yeah, they they're definitely going to have to do something up the ante, more, uh, probably a bit more sex. But like, I don't, I don't want more if it's not going to be better. If, if mm. the sex is going to be of the same quality as season two, like less, less, <laughs> lots of elbow shots. Because that sex scene was really awkward and really weird. <laughs> I know it was, and it was kind of like, "What's happening here?" No, because mm-hmm. it was so disjointed. It's like they're like, barely where even did, having where sex. Where did like the sort of bedding come from? Yeah, because at the I, end, is he sort of lying on <laughs> yeah. kind of like a blanket? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why is there a blanket in the pagoda? And it's England, like yeah. you know, no, it's cold. Yeah, and it was in the, his backyard. It was, and even also the in, like, timing doesn't park. even make sense. So it's like, did they fall asleep together? And then she left at the very end of the night to go on her horseback ride. Did she sneak out straight away? And she's good and at horse he, riding. Yeah. Like, why is she falling from that horse? Because she had to be punished. <sighs> We've been through this. Well, and it's tr- almost killing her was really the only way that they could. That was come back a, from the edge. They were like, okay, what if she almost dies? Her sister will forgive her then. Yeah. That was such a like, yeah. brief moment of the story as well. It's like, oh, she's almost dead. And now she's fine. My favorite scene of the whole series after she has her accident when like Anthony's like sitting doing his papers or whatever. And yeah. his mom comes in. She's like, Anthony. And he just like looks at her. And then he's like, he knows Kate's woken up or whatever. And he's like really overcome. Aww. And it's just like, you just have like his Emma Thompson you, it's moment. It's like the storm Aww. of emotions. I yeah. just think he does that again. He's yeah. got he a very expressive face and he does it so well. And I, that was such a lovely, like moving little moment where it's like, he feels so, so much that he's trying not to show and trying to suppress. And he just yeah. can't in that okay. moment. And he finally breaks down. It's just like, that, yeah, was, that, was, really that was so much better than the sex scene and all the heavy breathing <laughs> yeah. and the almost kisses. Like that was the most romantic moment of the whole can, series. Can we also, I, I also did really appreciate the nod to Pride and Prejudice when he comes out of the 
the pond oh, yeah. all soaking wet. Mm. And the yes. Shirt and also when they body. walk past each other and almost touch hands. Yeah, and he's oh. jealous in that scene. I was like, oh, yeah, that's delicious. Actually, the, the friend, the friend, whose I name know. I can't, who what takes Kate for the he, boat ride, he's kind of hot. Where's he's, one, the only other thing I wanted to talk about of this series, which I, again, found really, really interesting as someone who's, if you've read the books or know the books at all, is that the series is introducing a lot of rogue characters mm. that don't appear in the books that actually have, are like become quite central to the drama of the series. Like, so this season, like Theo. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can see why they introduced Theo, but to be honest, yeah, to give like, Eloise something else to do. Yeah. Yeah. She needed her first heartbreak. Yeah. But it's like, I, I kind of liked Theo. I want them to end up together. I, I know what you mean. I hope I, he inherits the, the side characters were a bit Ooh. more interesting. But then we obviously... Maybe he'd become a rich merchant. We meet Sir Philip Crane more. Yes. And he was kind of hot. Like, I was like, I can see him for Eloise now. Yeah. <laughs> when he comes in and he's like, Roxanne I couldn't do anything. Really I know. I didn't, I didn't mean hot in looks. I meant hot in his... I... What do you mean? He, he, you mean you thought he was hot in that scene where he's like, look at my book of insects <laughs> no, or whatever he did. I just meant like I can actually see him for Eloise, how they set him yeah, up there I because can, he's I, like I sort of it. intense and brooding and he it. just like, yeah. he doesn't care about society. He just wants to be doing his research and free, like free from the rules, which is what Eloise wants. Like it's mm. like that. I mean, we see him for 10 seconds in the first series, but in that kind of one scene, I was like, I can actually understand how if they keep him as Eloise's love interest, when those two cross paths, they would hit it off. Well, yeah. him and Colin are going to be BFFs yeah. in the next season, clearly. But yeah. like for this to happen, Marina has to now die. So. Yeah, well, she, <laughs> yeah, well, she, 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 kind she of does die the at the start. Of, like she is a character in the book. I mean, in no, but she's not as, you know what I mean? Yeah, she's just, yeah. she's in the book series. She's just a woman who dies. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's not like Penelope's cousin my who's favorite horrifically character. betrayed and has to sort of start her life over again and is, has like a passionate affair with Colin. Well, not really passionate affair with Colin, but you know what I mean. Is engaged <laughs> to Colin. A passionate affair. You mean when she tricks him because she, she's in love with like someone else. Okay, I'm projecting slightly, but we, Rach loves Colin so much. Uh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. This reminds me that we haven't actually sort of reassessed our ranking of the of the men of Bridgerton. Okay. I mean, Anthony, number one. Anthony and like be, so be Marino, much right? higher than all the others. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. actually feel like I don't care about the others at all. They just, <laughs> they fixed his sideburns, they fixed his hair. They really, because I hated him in series one. He was great. I didn't two. hate him in series one. No, he was so annoying in series one. It was the worst. I, I honestly, like, you know, I, I really had had a thing for Benedict in the first season, but I think they did him a bit dirty in this season. He's not hot this season. He I thought was he was a bit... Um, Dorky. Okay. Okay. So we've, we're agreed. Anthony is the hottest one by a, by a country mile. Yeah. Followed <sighs> you know by what? that it's man like... whose name we don't know who <laughs> fell in, fell off the boat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's the hottest. Almost. No, 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 no. no he's not the, he's not the is, hottest. He's not the hottest. Uh, yeah. So you're telling me if you had Jonathan Bailey in front of you, the guy that played Colin, you're going for Colin. <laughs> Let's say you're in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> you're in a bar. Who do you, who do your eyes go to? Which one's funnier? Oh God! Not personality. Ignore personality. I don't. I kind of think I would say Colin. <laughs> You're so cute. That's fair enough. That's fair. you know what she's allowed. To, well, she's allowed to have some opinions. I would like to humbly submit, um, Mr. Featherington, for your consideration. <laughs> 
Because I actually thought he's turned out kind of hot. He did. Uh, you know what made him hot was slutty fancied. Yeah, yeah the uh, the there. love connection. That was actually kind of a nice twist that he oh, was yeah. like actually. I know it was. It was really good because it was like, of course, he would find her hot. <laughs> also, kind of a nice acknowledgement that actually the mums are really young. Yeah, like, yeah. They all yeah. have like a bunch of grown up children, but they're all like in their forties. I know. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I think Theo, Anthony, Theo, Theo was maybe hot. A, maybe a, who was the bartender? Bob's the guy. He was really hot. Well, yeah, because he's in the first season. Yeah. yeah, he's well, hot. He's called Will, I think. Well, again, he's another like rogue character. He's hot, that but a he's lot very, very, he's very, him. very serious. Yeah. He's just kind of looks really, really kind of really, somber with like furrowed brows. Really brooding. Yeah. 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 No, he was he was really hot. He's, I, I liked know his storyline. Do you know what? He's got Darcy vibes. He does have Darcy vibes. He has vibes. big Darcy vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Although I just I, I just want to see him do a bit more. I want to see him, you know, I want to see his range. I want to see him enjoy himself. <laughs> I want to see his abs. <laughs> yeah, I actually really enjoyed his his storyline with like Mr. Featherington too. It was like I was like when they when they go off piece that way, I was just like, oh yeah, with the new characters, it's it, it's quite good. It's just when they were like treading old ground, I was like, mm-hmm. come on, move on. We don't care. We saw this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Anthony for me. I'll what take about, Anthony. Um, what about Sir Philip Crane? He's just I don't know. I mean, what about just- the king? Yeah, I was going to say the king. <laughs> the king is number four on the highest. The queen's advisor. <laughs> oh, oh, ah, Mister Bridgeton C- Senior. Oh, Edwin. Oh, yeah, he was hot. Um, what's his name? Rupert Evans. I don't know, but he was he's hot. He's what's his name in he's Emma? He's hot. He's great. Yeah. It's, he's almost wasted on like the two scenes, and also the why, ages why of them. Why are you bringing in Anthony Head? Why are you bringing Rupert Evans and they don't get to? See I think him they should years? have made him older. Agree. It kind of, that that casting was like really weird to me because Anthony and him in real life are probably about the same age. Yeah, and they can't make Anthony actually look eighteen. So it's like why not just CGI his face? Yeah, though. it's like so why not just cast. A much older man that also because it's like just cast a younger the mom the mom eighteen to play Anthony yeah too. yeah that or that yeah it's like don't put the real Anthony in that scene or if you're gonna put the real Anthony just cast an older man so we can just be like it's yeah just everyone, cast you know age I mean. appropriate people stop putting fucking makeup on uh, like yes. young people and CGI and old people's faces it is very weird you know, I hate cause, it cause this is uh, the problem again with Johnny Bailey having chemistry with everyone is he kind of had chemistry with that. <laughs> <laughs> Because when I saw it, I was like, who's this guy? Are they like lovers? Or? And the thing is, is like they have a major callback to it as well because it's like the two of them are hunting and he's like yeah, showing him. Yeah. And then it's like when he's with Kate in the forest, he's like, put put your finger here. Like hold this the is, gun like this. This is like my dad used to do. <laughs> my dad and I used to do this all the time. Do you know one line I actually found quite sinister in British? And it was like when they're in the library and they almost kiss. And then he's like, there's so much I could show you. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I found that really awkward. Yeah. That I speech. Mean, that, yeah. Again, everyone's totally been all over, over the that place. speech. But to me, I thought I agreed. I thought it was. I didn't really like the aggressive. speech. I liked the bit where they're like really close and almost kissing, but where he's like, "You are the bane of my existence." I was like, oh, "Yeah," I'd be like, you know, that's a little harsh. <laughs> The object of my desires. Yeah, I love. I love when he says India would not be far enough, and you're just like, boom, yeah. roasted. And then you're like, oh no, you're saying you love her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time to go home. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, join us for the next of these. In <laughs> join a year us and a half. to mildly enjoy Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty lo- lukewarm, wasn't it? I just said lukewarm wrong. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> and now you have to, that's on the record. How did you say?